Welcome back to the Beers and Cheers podcast. Week 11. I got the week right. After the bye week, we're all screwed up. John's sick. I'm tired. We've both had very, very long and different weeks. But you know what? We finally went on the road. <laughs> we, we finally went on the road. That's right. I feel, I feel like we truly haven't recorded in like a month, even though it's only been probably like 12 days. I think it's been two weeks exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right because we did early week, yeah, the wedding week. But yeah, it 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 almost felt uh, like a nice little reprieve for a bit. It was nice. I kind of like the the bye week for the, the podcast. I agree. It's a uh, it's nice, and it's also you know what I'll, I'll I'll say it. I well, I was on my honeymoon. Yes, I got married. I purposely chose not to watch the first half of the Texas game. <laughs> interesting strategy i like that though so i think i was trying to think i was like when was the last time i like chose not to watch a texas game and i i, I obviously can't think of a time but i just want that on the record that i did purposely not watch the first half but i i did watch the second half that's impressive i, I, I was surprised you watched lives. anything on the honeymoon yeah honestly it was it was a trouble getting the stream, but we went to dinner and we got back and she was like, okay, you can turn it on. I'm like, okay, I, I'll turn it on. That's fine. I hear there's a, uh, you have a way of making friends on honeymoons. I did make some friends on the honeymoons. Shout out, uh, Julie and Bailey. Yes. From one of those, this guy, uh, Nashville. They live in Nashville. Uh, Good. congrats to them. They got married 1029 and shout out Ben and Allie. They got married ten twenty nine as well, from Alabama. Oh, yeah, all sorts of Americans in the uh, St. Yeah, Lucia. It was fun. It was a good time. I, Isn't uh, it great just to meet other folks? It 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 was. It was. Uh, some of it was uh, kind of not forced, but it's just such a small place. You kind of yeah. You kind of just like, like, hey, hey, Bob, how are you? Like every morning, you know, you again. Deal. Yeah. <laughs> like so, you're here till Sunday too, aren't you? <laughs> Scrambled eggs, American yeah. fried back in Miami. Oh, you, you, the smoothie today. Good choice. <laughs> oh, uh, honeymoon jokes. We're getting old. Any, uh, any, uh, we're, wait, you, you had a wedding as well. Shout out, uh, our SEC correspondent. Wait, wait, wait. We already, we skipped over beer of the week. We're going to shout oh, out. Oh, fuck. Okay, beer we'll, of the we'll week. We'll come back to beer of the week. We'll come back to beer of the week. We're already okay, shout yeah, outs. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to, uh, Mr. William Wilde. You're on your honeymoon right now. I hope it's a blast in Costa Rica. Uh, I've seen a few pictures. Looks like you're having a great time. Great wedding down in Corpus. Um, great time, obviously, watching the Houston Astros claim another championship. Okay. Yeah. And uh, great time ex- uh, celebrating another marriage. It was good. good week and a half of uh, fun weddings and championships being had. Stuart wouldn't know. You just love love, don't you? Yes. A lot of love in the air. Now it's time to get away from it for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna save all my shout outs to everyone for my uh our little endeavor that we had two weeks ago. There's too many people to thank. So yep. if you deserve a shout out, I probably already told you. Um but shout out to the new uh Mrs. McLaughlin. That's the one shout out I'll give. That is a yeah, that's all the one that I agree. That's a good one. She did a great job and uh thank you for all the beers and steers stuff. I don't thank, even know where to start. Thank uh, you for fixing my hair in the middle of our vows. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out our wedding planner, Caroline. She was really nice. Uh, okay. 
let's go into some actual real <clears throat> uh, stuff that we care about. Uh, beer of the week. So beer of the week. I don't know the name of it, but I'm just gonna go with the beer that you brought from Maine for the Ooh, after party of your. That was Maine Beer Company. Um, that was the lunch IPA. Yes, it was the ultimate icing on the cake for making everyone super hungover on Sunday, but well done. <laughs> uh, Stuart, if for all that was not in attendance, Stuart provided a keg for his after party uh, of a beer that he likes from the state of Maine um, that was very delicious. I don't think anybody was actually tasting it at that point because no. everyone was everyone was pretty sauced. But yes, uh, I, I do recall the first one that I had, and then after that, I'm pretty sure like, <laughs> Half of the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth were on my tux and or the floor <laughs> from from dancing, but it was a great beer, a great way to uh, top off the night. So that's the beer of the week. Shout out Main Beer Company. Yep. Um that's an it's in Camden, right? Uh they're in Portland technically. But yes. Okay. Well so. for those that ever get up to Portland, great town. Um get yourself a lobster main roll. beer company. Get yourself they, a lobster roll. They're big in uh they're in these big giant glasses, like the seventeen you know fluid ounces or whatever with just a white label. You won't you won't miss them. It's a solid nap after you have. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so it's been a while since we talked football. Let's football. get into it. Man, sports finally getting the monkey off your back. Even with the second half scare, it it was clawing at you, and they somehow found a way to keep it going and finally recover a fumble. Man, I was, I was getting really mad when they scored that second touchdown. When he when he threw for that second touchdown again, I was really starting to get pissed off. <laughs> and it it was it felt like Oklahoma State like being that mad again. But I I don't I now some of it is because I didn't watch the first half and I didn't see live all the scoring. I, mean, I was checking the scores, but I didn't actually see them. But why do I feel like there wasn't? too many big events in single play big plays in this game other than the fumble recovery at the end which obviously sealed it am i wrong no no i think you're uh, there was a lot of opportunities to blow the game open and a lot of opportunities yes. like missed there weren't really many many big explosive plays other than Bijan's run so i would agree with you on that and then um, like roshan's fumble was a big play for them yeah, that that one I think would have put the game away. I agree. I truly I, I because we had scored on all three touchdowns, or sorry, all three possessions prior to that. That was a fourth down, like just almost would have been a nail in the coffin type moment. I think, and that guy literally had his arm up in the air chasing mm-hmm. <laughs> chasing Roshan for like yeah, five that yards. Was a, that was a funny visual. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, well, okay, saw that one coming for three seconds, but yeah, that was big, and then. Obviously, the other turnover we had, which was Xavier's yeah. uh, deal. I mean, just credit the but, uh, Kansas State defense for making that play. But I, yes, that was a big play too. But I guess they did. They scored after that, didn't they? Damn it! Yeah, because we forced a three and out yeah. on the first possession. It was like, all right, defense, let's yeah. get go. Now it was it was a rough start, and I mean, really a rough second half for the offense we'll get it let's just keep diving in the offense i mean first half we kind of mentioned it the Bijan run was awesome starting off three touchdowns touchdown 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 all three of them 75 yards which was weird um <laughs> just an uh, electric start quinn looked great throwing the ball well i mean there wasn't much that wasn't really working i don't think there was and there was yeah like one or two penalties on them but nothing 
It was the, basically the, all on our own, you know. The deep ball wasn't there still. We're not clicking there. No, it was, it was a few a few deep balls in those first three possessions. But I did like how in those possessions, when we went deep on first, we were able to go get, you know, four to six yards on second down. That's what we did not have in the second half, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, the deep ball was the only thing that was not clicking on those first three possessions. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I mean, Quinn still looks solid. wasn't forcing any throws throughout the game. He really, I know he the stat line wasn't there, but he didn't force any throws against a good team, at, playing on the road. You know, bad environment. It, that crowd was getting into it, especially in the second yeah. half. It started getting a little chippy. I was impressed with the K State fans and I, yeah, I agree completely. I I I didn't watch the game live before mentioned, but I when watching the highlights, it was rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we we've always known Manhattan to be like that. But that was a very impressive uh, show out by their by their uh, fans because we. I mean, it, I, I like how we shut them up though pretty early. Um, but it's almost as if they were able to get. I mean, we'll get to it in the second half in a second. But it's like they again we let the crowd get back into it, and that kind of got to the offense and almost got to Sark. And it's like right. just try to run the ball, run the ball. But um, I do okay. Keep going on your notes. Well, I mean, just look, I, we're not really going. Let's just go through the game rather than position, position by position. And I think there's the defense still like 10 points in the first half against that offense is is a, something that you can definitely hang your hat on. I, I think they deserve a little more credit. And people are overlooking their effort in the first half because of what they did in the second half. I get that. Yeah. But regardless, I mean, yeah, you start let them start off and they go score the first drive and then a field goal. But then holding them out for, I mean, how long is that? That's you know, at least 20 minutes of game time. That's a big, big deal, um, yep. especially when your offense is playing well. And, you know, you get that – You, I didn't – now looking back on it, this is a – you know, you get that last touchdown, you held them, hold them to a three and out, they fumble – or, I'm sorry, Roshan fumbles, they get the ball back, they go 75 yards and get stopped on fourth down, and then you go down and score a field goal. I mean, that's complimentary football. That's what Stark always talks about, playing – well on both sides of the ball at the same time and feeding yep. off each other. They were doing that. And the, that was, yes, the offense was clicking, but it doesn't feel the same if the defense isn't at, as well. And they, they were, um, I don't really know that, what was uh, going well, but it, it was kind of a good team cohesive unit. That downs or turnover on downs, like stop um, was the first time. I think we've had a passing interference call go our way since mm-hmm. like, the Alabama, I don't, I don't know, like maybe the ULM game. I mean, she, it it was a, uh, it was close, but it was nice to see those calls. What was the penalty ratio? I didn't actually look. What was the? Uh, I think it was pretty even. Um, seven, seven. We had seven called for forty nine yards. They had nine called for eighty five yards. But dude, they got away with some holdings of the second yeah, half too. That, like that bad. was all over Twitter. That was pretty pretty pathetic. Um, another another thing going back to the defense. I mean, you go down. You, yeah, the when we stopped them on the downs, we then go seventy five yards. Can't punch it in, but you get the field goal. Two plays later, Jalen Ford pick. Like mm-hmm. go down. Then you only got to go thirty yards, score a touchdown. I mean, that right there is that is how a good team feeds off each other and plays well together. And then they went to halftime. And then they went to halftime. Um, you talked about the three and out or four and out, I guess, technically to start the second half. I I don't know what happened after that. I mean, the, the 
Xavier fumble doesn't help. And, you know, they only have to go a few, you know, 20 yards or whatever to, to go down and score. And then I, I don't know. They started giving up the four plays, the next two draw or the next drive, the four plays and going 70 yards is terrible. That freaking pass. And they fumbled too, oh. and they still got the ball back. That Sean Jameson literally had the ball in front of him, and oh. he just watched Noles that tap it to his own player. Freaking <clears throat> white tight end somehow like was playing well, and then he throws it to Kurt Warner's son. What the hell? <laughs> Wide open in the end zone. Oh god, that was like okay, here we go. Like strap in. Like we're freaking ready for this shit again. Um, I, I don't know. I think that was a combination of. Poor zone coverage on the back end. No Anthony Cook. It was a lot of things going wrong at the right time. Yeah. No. I when when there was that one play where Anthony ended up taking Knowles down with his like one hand, mm-hmm. his <laughs> he one good hand, dragging him, and then you know who? Uh, we'll go to the defense in a bit, but uh, I think the possessions where they score. I, I think I read this was any possession where they actually got points on the board. Deuce Vaughn had like 30 yards of that possession. But when we were able to contain him, um, we were able to stop them. So that, that I think, was a difference in the game is when you're able to contain him, uh, you know, you're no longer having Knowles gas you as well. So right. that, that I don't know how. Uh, I know the OU defense sucked or does suck, but th- that Kansas State offense looked like unstoppable against OU. Mm-hmm. Um and we were able to with a what we think is a uh, I think is a okay defense. You think is a def- decent defense? Uh, just I mean, absolutely, really stuff them for what do you think? Like sixty percent of their possessions. So something I mean, that, like that. Yeah, like that's 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 impressive on the road, like you said. Um, but it's, I think the the, the biggest one last thing the the last like what I read that was a, has continued to be a trend in the second half is the defense having uh, the time of possession in the second half is like outlandish in terms of our, um, our defense being on the field. And a lot of that has to do with the quick possessions of the offense. And I have nothing but to blame Sark on that. It's like, man, you've got to find a way to either counter their in-game adjustments or be less conservative because these three and outs, six and outs, uh, you know, two minute or four minute possessions are ultimately catching up to your team and like completely killing the confidence of what you think is a decent defense. I, and it's just, I, it's just not working. I don't disagree to play the other side. Actually, I'll disagree with you on that one. No, you start out and you fumble. He can't control that. You then, yeah, you go next. They go down and score. You get the ball back. And I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like the play calling was that bad, but it <laughs> was starting to recognize or the failure to recognize that, hey, they're loading the box. Like, you're going to yeah. have to throw it a little bit. You're going to have to get a little creative. It's not going to be an easy first and 10. Okay, now it's second and six. I only got to get six yards with three downs with arguably the best running back in the nation. Like, yeah, okay, I could be calling that. And, like, it's yeah. not that hard. When just playing a normal defense, okay, when they're put when they start putting nine in the box and you're still running freaking powered lead toss to the short side. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit on Sark, but on the other hand, they had the freaking false starts that were going, what there was like five different guys who had false starts in on those last three possessions. What you can't do anything right. And when going back to the first and 10 that 
easy four yard run. Okay, now that's second and eleven. That's a way different eleven yards and three downs than the six yards and three downs is what you got to get. So, yeah, I, I'll put a little bit on Sark, but I'm I think I'm going to put more on the the offsides and the offense kind of shooting themselves on the foot. And he he got pretty conservative and he wasn't letting uh you know Quinn try to throw him out of it, which I'm okay with. Like the last thing you want is to throw a pick there and give them even more momentum than they already have. So I know it's frustrating to watch, but it's kind of the lesser of two evils. Okay. Do you want to give the ball to the you know stud running back or let the true freshman on the road at night who has never really proven himself in this environment to kind of win the game for you? Yeah, what did he end up 16 or 18 of 31? Like, something like that for like not even 200 yards. So yeah. Yeah. It, I get it. It's frustrating. I'm not going to put too much on Sark other than that third down when the short side lead toss, when there's legitimately nine guys in the box. Yeah. That was, uh, that was like, the, that was a possession before the, uh, the last fumble possession. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That was, that, that was not ideal. They, no. you know, but he, he still, you know, draws up the deep shots in the second half, but it was, it was those second downs that were not clicking in the second half that were clicking in the first half that ultimately led to those quick possessions on our end. So I don't know. And I, like, like Quinn, <clears throat> I, that last when we ended up kicking the field goal and they brought the house on that third down and he barely misses Bijan. He stays yeah. in the pocket as long as possible. I mean, that is half a foot away from Bijan catching a pretty easy ball. You know, like easy ball is I mean for him to catch. It was obviously a hard ball for Quinn to throw because he didn't connect on it. But that's a half a yard, half a foot away, whatever, from him catching that ball. You score and that you feel so much better. Yeah, I mean positives you know there was a lot of a lot of uh takeaways in terms of Quinn's growth of the passing game on the road um there was a lot of him leading the receiver you know to the corner for Xavier on that one touchdown pass Mm -hmm. Uh, that was so sexy a lot of clean throws that we did not see like tight sparrows I hate to go that down to the the fundamentals here but tight Mm -hmm. sparrows not see versus Oklahoma State uh, I don't know what the weather was like in Manhattan compared to Oklahoma State, but just he did seem a lot more comfortable when he was throwing the ball. So, you know, to to I guess take away that the that he's grown and has experienced a little bit more. Um, and he's ultimately you're right. There was that possession when we got did get a little close and we went you know was it 11 plays down the field to get a field goal to you know make it a mm-hmm. two score game. You know, credit them. That's not something we did versus Oklahoma State. So. They found it, you know, deep in somewhere to – I think there was only one personal foul on that play by on Kansas State. So, for the most part, they took that that whole possession down the field. Um, right. So, you know, credit they, – they found it somewhere inside of them to score some points in the second half. But it's just, you know, three points after scoring 31 in the, in the first. It's just like, I'm sorry. Like, we got to find a way. I so, agree. No, it, it it's – there's excuses laden, but it, it really doesn't matter when you boil yep. it down to little points on the side of the screen. Um, my obligatory of the O-line is good uh, comment. Kelvin Banks, he ha- is has to be a unanimous freshman All-American, no question. And he probably should be second string All-American as well, just the general league-wide. I mean, he is an absolute freak. There were some plays he was mauling linebackers into the second level. Dude is so freaking good. Saw some good yeah. stuff from Hayden Connor. Good stuff from Christian Jones. 
I, the pass blocking I thought was pretty dang good. Um, I, I don't think the issue, the, the throwing issue was Quinn, you know, was due to Quinn not having time. No. Um, so I thought, I don't know. I think this O-line and granted the K-State interior D-line isn't great, but that one, what's that kid's name? Yeah. Uh, Uzuma and Duki Uzuma or whatever. Yeah. They had zero sacks and only three tackle for losses. Like that guy is a legit NFL player. He is very good, and they that, didn't let him do anything. That defense is very stingy, and they beat they shut out Oklahoma State the week before. So yep. we to be able to go do that a week, you know. Granted, we had the bye week, so good job for Sark for taking advantage of that bye week, kind of settling the the settling all the dust and figuring out a way to get a win. Um, but to be able to go put that defense on their heels like they did for those first first three possessions is I you know I credit this the game plan out of the gates for sure. Definitely. Um just highlight individual defensive play. I mean Keandre Coburn was probably the player of the game. Didn't have like the big stats that you know you would think he'd are sexy, but I think he had four tackles and a few tackle for losses and uh and the game winning play. And obviously the game winning play, but yeah, one sack and one tackle for loss. Like that guy was unbelievable. He was mauling guys all second half, and he got held at least three times that they didn't call in the second half. Um, Tavondre, another great game up the middle. I saw even some good stuff with Alfred Collins. Good game by Ojimo. I, I the interior D line. That I mean, the, the combination of that interior D line play and Jalen Ford's play is the reason you won that game because they were pretty much forced to try and expose the coverage the zone coverage defense which they did in the second half but when you kind of make the game a little one-dimensional it really kind of shores them up and martinez is a senior quarterback and if you're going to let them take those kind of risky like route you know combinations and all that like okay if that's the one way you're going to get beat that's fine against a senior quarterback like it's it sucks but whatever but taking away arguably the second best running back in the conference and you know a, a not a great o-line but regardless and a running quarterback their efforts to to stop that that's a big deal and jalen ford had a huge part to play with that he played unbelievable um yeah, six I mean, like said, six solo they, tackles Whew. they made adrian martinez look very uncomfortable the whole game so that that, that was a difference I mean, anytime he dropped back he was scrambling so yep um i i <clears throat> i there was a few clean pockets though. I was watching some people on Twitter talk about today. They're like that the touchdown throw to Kurt Warner's son and uh I forget the other throw. That throw to Deuce Vaughn in the middle in the first half when he scored. Both of those, like Martinez had all day. We just don't have that like true D end pass rush that is just so hard to have. I understand, but if you have it, it's the biggest game changer and forcing a defense to really think about it or an offensive line to really think about it. And you just don't have it. Ovi has done shit. Sorrel, Sorrel, Baron Sorrel has done nothing. I saw Finkley played a decent amount actually, which is, I don't get him out there. Sure. Why not? Um, I, we just need, need something. And I, I don't know where it's going to come from. We thought it was, it was going to be DeMarvion and that hasn't really flourished. And it's a little too late in the season to really find something. So either need some unbelievable effort or some unbelievable blitz schemes to be drawn up or else I really don't feel comfortable with this pass rush. 
Demarvion looks like a like a man a bunch amongst a bunch of kids. He he's so much faster than everyone right now. It's mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just that game, but he was all over the field. Um, we've I mean going back to the offense, we actually played a bunch of freshmen again on offense, mm-hmm. which was nice. But I, I I almost feel like with the lack of depth or like inability to play freshmen on the defense has kind of come back to bite us in a few games. Um, mm-hmm. Meaning that's why we keep on these like late games because like tech, what was it, 90 plays or something like yeah. that, something crazy. Like there just hasn't, I don't know. And I think you and I talked about it earlier this season or maybe midway through the season that this is truly a very young team still. I, as as much as we don't want to admit it, it's a very, very young team due to the attrition from the uh, 2018 and 19 classes uh, due to the coaching regime change. But, you know, I, I almost want to see some of these. I mean, maybe it's too late in the season at this point because they don't want to burn red shirts, but see some new faces out on the D backs and just, you know, try them out. Why not? Because um, I honestly, Deshaun Jameson is, I'm done with that guy. He's, he's, ugh. Yeah, he, he didn't have a great game. Watts had a good game, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> yeah, you heard the offensive recruiting was obviously unbelievable this past season. Um, and that's why you've seen so many offensive freshmen play, but right, yeah, like BJ Allen and guys like that, like it's pretty scary that when you're not seeing them on the field. Like I think it was like is Terrence Brooks a freshman? Yeah, <laughs> a freshman. Yes. Yeah, so there's a few guys that it's like why why not throw them out there, give them a chance. I mean, we saw versus Alabama, uh, Jordan play. I mean, there's a few guys due to injuries and whatnot had to play. And, you know, I mean, whatever, but throw them out there at this point. <laughs> You got nothing uh, to lose. We're not, you know, we're not playing for a playoff position. We're just playing for a Big Twelve championship positioning. That's true. Um, overall, big road win. It gets a good team. I, I was thinking about. It. I saw some people on Twitter talking about. It. You think that's Sark's best win? No. What, OU, what is this? OU? I don't know if that counts. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, OU was tri- horrible. Uh, oof. Who I know it's. Sad to say. I don't even know who we beat last year. <laughs> West Virginia. I don't know. Maybe Kansas State at the end of the year last year was good. Yeah, but that was more of Roshan just saying, I'm going to put the motherfucking team on my back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of think it might be, but that might be a recency bias. Uh, just kind of a let's a little pulse check. We both said seven and five. We're six and three. Wait, we both said seven and five? Mm-hmm. Wow. Or negative, uh, yeah, and for very different reasons, uh, negativity and why we both we both said seven to five, but we both agreed that the Oklahoma State, K State, TCU was going to be you know the season, essentially. Now, how how are we feeling now? One and one, uh, able to go two and one in this three game stretch. Yep. I don't know if I'm this team coming off this this win when everyone said they can't do it because we hadn't done it for good reason we hadn't done it so people you and I both said I'm we're not picking you until you prove it yeah then they do it they shut everyone up you got some quiet confidence I I don't know I think this team's pretty geared up and they know that they have the ability to compete with anybody and I would be pretty damn excited i think if i was this coaching staff with this game in front of you 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, so let's take a step back before we jump into that game. We talked about it two weeks ago, uh, before the Oklahoma State game. I guess three weeks ago. Um, the these four weeks and three games with the bye week um, are going to define the season. Um, we said ideally you would go three zero, but it is a must to go two and three. Uh, we went, we tripped right out of the gates, lost the first game, so it became a must win at Kansas State and a must win this weekend in Austin. So. Uh, they're doing what I think I, after losing the first game, what I would have expected, I didn't think we were actually going to win the game in Manhattan, but you know, a team that needs to do it. And, and it's kind of crazy to think that that, that, that win made it so that you control your destiny to the big yeah. 12 championship. That is so weird. After everything we've been through this season, the ups and downs, um, I think that speaks to the, uh, how, how lateral and even everyone is in the Big 12 because everyone's right, just kind of beating right. each other. Yes, um, yes. But, you know, what's in this four-week stretch with what I think is the biggest game of the year uh, in conference play, obviously, uh, Bama was probably the biggest game of the year, but to, to go just I find a way. Arguably the biggest game of the Big 12, throughout the Big 12 of the season, like every yeah, I mean, just, Big just, 12 team. Like find a way with – all the like with the little quiet confidence that you just mentioned and the little momentum from media that comes with having game day and the excitement of having lights on at night and playing a DKR, like find a way to put TCU in their place and go win this game. And frankly, at that point, I mean, we all know what can happen in Lawrence, but I mean, just being in a, in a really good position. So yeah, it'd be awesome to be able to say next week that, Hey, we went through that four, four week stretch going two and three as, as needed and you know let's go take care of business the rest of the way here's i was thinking about this today when was the last time we played a meaningful conference game at home at night and it's like <laughs> cold outside so uh, basically I'll when was the last time I'll... we played a meaningful conference game in october late october or november there was an iowa state game in 2018 um that pretty much propelled us into the big 12 championship that's true. Um, that yeah. that, but it's not fair because that's Iowa State. But was yeah, that, a, that was that at night though. I don't. Yeah, think because it was. they played the "Don't Stop Believing" and everyone put their oh, stupid yeah, phones up. Right. It was like, oh my god, we had a new tradition, and then they over overdid it, and now it's burned out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the that was the only thing that comes to mind, and then maybe when we were freshmen versus West Virginia. That yeah, was, that was I, that's what I was thinking. But I, that I was think that September. game was in, yeah, that game was in September, but it, it was cold. Um, or colder, yeah. I should say. I, I would agree. That's been a while since we. I mean, we had a. Oh gosh, who do we? Maybe like Oklahoma State. I don't, I don't know. We, those are always day games at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is a. This is an opportunity, and it was only made bigger by having ESPN somehow pick us over multiple other games that should have been chosen. Eh, but, there's not that many great games. Because could have gone to they could have gone to North Carolina, Wake Forest, North Carolina. Uh, okay, uh, North Carolina. I it's not, it's not going to happen. But they could make the playoff. No, they're not. They're they're they're, they're one they're, losses to Notre Dame. And if they run the table in the ACC and get some help, basically with the Big Twelve with us, essentially. Yeah. They, I'm just saying. Anyways. Yeah, so there's that game, and then they could have done another small market two-lane UCF game. But, yeah, I don't I mean, they just – anywho, like, what an opportunity here to, uh, you know, just, just push forward and, and and take that step that we've been wanting to take uh, 
but I don't know. You know TCU a lot better than I do, so I'll let you speak about them. Texas Christian University, undefeated, fourth in the country, fourth in the playoff committee, still a seven-point underdog on the road. Um, what? What? All of the advanced stats hate TCU, essentially. And I think the playoff committee kind of was going with that last week, and then when Clemson loses and Bama loses again and Tennessee gets worked, you kind of have no excuse to not put them in the top four. And I agree, they should be in the top four. There's no reason they shouldn't. I understand that they have hurt, played against five hurt quarterbacks in six of their conference games and didn't play anyone good in non-conference and all that. <laughs> like it's, But now that they're they're still undefeated and all these other teams are not, they they should be four, at least, at least for now. Um getting into some actual players. I mean, Max Duggan is probably going to be the big 12 player of the year. He's been great. It was expected to be their second string, which is a little scary for Sonny Dykes. Um, it, he beat us with his legs a few years ago, and I don't think he's as good of a runner anymore. He's gotten a little bigger and he's not as quick and as explosive, but he can still hurt you. I'd, I'd equate it to a less talented Sam running the ball, throwing the ball. He's, he's, He's good. I wouldn't say he's great, but he's good. And he's been bailed out by some pretty dang good receivers. Um, moving to them, I Quentin Johnson, healthy, is the best player, best receiver in college football. No question about it. That guy's an mm -hmm. absolute freak. I saw he was mm -hmm. projected to go 17th overall in the NFL, like definitely first rounder at least. Um, that guy is really damn good. But Tay Barber and Darius Davis are just as not just as good. They're different types of receivers. But they are very, very good receivers as well. Hey, Barber's, I think, been there five years. I could be completely wrong on that. But I think he's been there a long-ass time. Um, and Darius Davis is their freshman, you know, stud, quick-ass receiver. Watch out for him on kicks off, kickoffs. Like, he's an absolute just shifty motherfucker. Um, Whoa, and neither you, are, you are preaching tonight. Oh, yeah. They, this is a very underrated receiver core. And I think Duggan has been, Duggan has obviously played better than what he thought he was going to do, but he's got some help. I'll just say that. And also Kendra Miller is probably the, I don't know. Deuce Vaughn's a very good running back, but Kendra Miller is arguably the second best in the conference beside behind Bijan. He's averaging more than Bijan actually at uh, six and a half yards a carry with 12 touchdowns. This this is a good offensive line. I wouldn't say it's a great offensive line. Their interior is senior-laden. I think both guards or something are seniors or something like that. Their uh, tackles are fine, but they don't really give up a lot of sacks. I think they've only, they're averaging two a game, which isn't a ton. But, again, they haven't played a great defense. Probably the best defense that they've played – or, sorry, not probably. The best defense they've played is K-State and uh, – they put up they put up 38 against them, but that was at home. Big game, biggest game they've played so far this season. Maybe not the closest or tightest, but definitely the biggest game. Uh, going over to their defense, this is not a Gary Patterson defense. This is definitely a Sonny Dykes defense. They've got some transfers, but D Winters is probably their best player on defense. Stud outside linebacker, six and a half sacks. That Travian Hodges Tomlinson or whatever his fucking name is. Best corner, but he's other than that, he's not. They don't have much in terms of uh, you know pass coverage like they would with a traditional you know 
third string receiver who turns out to be an all pro fucking safety or something like that. Good linebackers. I wouldn't say great, slow D line, nothing, nothing really to ride home about, especially on the interior. They will give up points. They gave up only 24 to tech, but I believe they gave up 21 in the first half of that game. Is that right? Yeah, it was uh tech had him had him for a while. They gave up oh they only gave up 10 actually in the first half. I I'm mistaken. But they hurt the hurt their quarterback. I mean, they they've hurt five of the six quarterbacks that they've played in conference play. They've yet to play a full or sorry, the only team that they played a full game against their first string quarterback was against West Virginia and West Virginia put up 31 and really hung into them. I know that says they won by 10, but TCU got a free play at the end of the game to go by a touchdown um, with like 30 seconds left tech or sorry, K state put up 28 against them. Oklahoma state put up 40 against them, but that was an overtime, but still they got since Spencer Sanders hurt in that game. They got Kansas quarterback, Jason Bean hurt, um, still put up 31. And obviously they had the late hit on Gabriel that um, knocked him out for our game. The advanced stats I think are telling a truth. Now the advanced stats is such a one-sided argument. I get that. They don't determine outcomes. They just kind of give you a, a prediction of what's going to happen. However, I I think this is this has got to be it, right? This is kind of when the rent comes due. I don't see this TCU, other than Quentin Johnson being fully healthy, I really don't see a true position group on this TCU team that's better than Texas. I, I really don't. I, maybe O-line, just because they're seniors and they're experienced and they've been playing well. But other than that, I don't see it. I, and So let me, uh, let me let you catch your breath for a second. Um, take, take, a, take a breather. Sit one on the bench. Um, <clears throat> they obviously, at a very quick glance, they put some points on the board, right? So other than Tech, well... Okay, yeah, Tech was the first time they didn't put 38 points on the board. They've, they've put a lot of points up. Um, and the few games that I've watched them, which I think I watched a little bit of the West Virginia game with you, watched a little bit of the Tech game last weekend. I watched a little bit of the Kansas State game. They've shown that they're very vulnerable, but they find ways to win at the end of the game, which is what they've done to us for many years now, right? It's been pretty one-sided since they joined the Big 12. A lot of blowout games, but the close ones have also gone their way. So, um, the biggest question, and 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 I guess you we're maybe going to get to it in a second. It's like, what uh, what is the Gary effect, right? Uh, what 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 does his presence on our sideline do to the game, or his preparation over the last eight months, or whatever, four months, two months, whatever it's been since Alabama for this game? What impact does he have? I honestly haven't been paying too much to the Gary shit. And part of that is I talked to some, I'll say some sources. It Gary is a self scout and he inputs it at him, but he, this is not his defense. I don't care what people say. It's really not. Of course, everyone, especially former TCU people were like, after the Bama game, we're like, Oh, that's Gary's defense. All that. I'm like, okay. was Gary's defense been, you know, giving up all these second half games and or the, all these second half points and, keeping kind of shitty offenses into this. Like, yeah, now all of a sudden it's no longer Gary's defense, but regardless, I, 
yeah, he's going to be geared up for this game, playing against a guy that took his job for that has a statue still sitting outside of the stadium. But I, I'm not. That's that's not here or there. Yeah, he'll be he'll be amped. That's about it. Hmm. I, I don't so, think that that plays that much in this game. I could be completely I, wrong, but you mentioned it plays. before. They they faced a lot of backup quarterbacks. Uh, Quinn took some pretty big hits in the Kansas State game. I think that's something to you know above and beyond the the big plays that will happen or the turnovers is like how do we keep him on his feet and, and avoid that Alabama situation because uh, TCU has proven to I mean what their linebackers out for the first half I mean they have knocked yeah. out four yeah. quarterbacks I mean that that truly is part of their game plan here so we've got to find a way to keep him on his feet uh, and I think it's this is like Sark's this is the, the moment he's kind of been building for within the program right the Alabama game was mm-hmm. like oh too early in the season, honestly. Too early in the, the Quinn Ewers era. Kind of a fluky play where he got knocked out. Because kind of can't, can't really that game never really added up to what it would have fully really would have been. But the this game is what he he's been building for. He's got his opportunity to you know at home under the lights to take down the team that's you know on paper or in the rankings better than them. But as you said, may not actually be that much better than us. Um, I just. I don't know what what team or what defense shows up. That's my question because I think we're going to put points up. It says, can we stop them? Well, getting into prediction, I'll go ahead and make a bold one, and it does have some factual evidence behind this. Keelan Robinson is going to return a, t- a kickoff return. We we didn't even return one last weekend, which they finally listened to me. <laughs> That's true. They finally did. They uh, but Kansas State did, and they started on their own fifteen like five times. Yeah. Well, Keelan's taking one back this week. TCU's kickoff efficiency, which is like an advanced kind of scoring value that, uh, you know, tracks essentially what, how many points you think you could, you're giving up essentially on every kickoff. And they're like a hundred and something in the country about it. And now we're not great, but still at, on the flip side of that stat, but they're pretty terrible. I think this is one of those games we haven't seen it yet. The special teams have been very well coached. That was another part of the K-State game. We, punted well kickoffs or kicks kickoffs all that very very Agreed. solid and well put together and well coached it's rent finally coming due i think that plays a big part of this game um at least one play something like that but full prediction i agree we're scoring points and we're gonna score enough i'll say texas 38 tcu 35 um Classic old man statement here. It's team who makes the least mistakes in this game that wins. I think both offenses are going to put a bunch of points up. Um, can Quinn have that game that we all have been waiting for? Um, you know, OU, he did his thing, but ultimately the game was a blowout. Can he do it for four quarters and lead this team in the fourth quarter when when we need him? Um, this is a big moment for him. I don't know if we score or we outscore them by 13 points, but – I do I like said 38 35. 38 35. Uh, did I say 25? Yeah, you did. I 38 35. All right, I I like this 25. I said I'm I like 35. this in the 40s. Uh, I think this thing is going to get I mean there's going to be a lot of points scored. So, uh gotta, there's a slight chance of weather, not a big but a slight just I think that's on Friday night. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if it bleeds into Saturday. There's a hurricane coming through. You never fucking know. That's in Florida. Yeah, Push the shit this way. No, there's a no. Okay, come on. You're you're better than that. You're better. Weather. Than that. that was the worst take I think I've ever heard you. 
It's still going to be cold. Oh, wow. There actually is a 0% chance to play or to, to, to rain play. on Saturday. But they, whoa, it could be in the low 40s at night. Oh, no, no, not could. Wow. It's, it's going to be cold. Hmm. That, 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 that changes my plan. Okay, so what, what was uh, your prediction? Uh, we, uh, it's going to be a, a game which both teams score 40 points. Uh, and Texas will outscore TCU by how many? Two. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. So, well, but wait before we do. If you do win this game, which obviously I hope the team isn't looking forward, like that that. This is the most classic thing to have happen is to have a game in Lawrence after this. Like mm-hmm. what like what what are the odds of that? <laughs> Pretty good. Like just it always happens where we get a game in Lawrence after something important. And you know, Bean's back and he's playing well. <laughs> yeah, it's just like of course. So yeah, are they announced that game. No. Have they announced that game time yet? No. They got flexed? I think so because it's technically the home team that they flex on and they haven't flexed Kansas. Anywho, let's take care of business first at TCU. Get the yep, you're right. They did flex that game. Man. Okay. Um last point about uh, University of Texas. Uh Horns basketball won their first game last night, first uh real game of the season. They obviously won the exhibition versus Arkansas. They took down the University of Texas El Paso fighting minors. Um a little bit of a slow start. Um, but they they have some new faces that can shoot, which was very promising. Uh, did you watch the whole game or no? I didn't watch the whole game. I watched the first half and my few takes. Um, for someone who really doesn't know basketball that well, when they have Bishop and Disu in the game, like you're not getting in the paint. And Timmy Allen, like you're not getting in the paint. That's rebound central right there, which is fun. Yeah. Timmy Allen has lost weight and he looks like he can freaking move for how big he is like there was a few plays where he was there was one layup in the first half where he spun around i was like damn you should not be able to that be that big and be that fluid it wasn't the speed it was the fluid like luca type you know just feet exactly where they're supposed to be all put together coordination uh marcus Carr is still not a great point guard but he's yeah. the best we got i guess no, Tyrese um, Hunter will be Tyrese Hunter will be the leader of this team in, in four but games. Is he I agree, but is he a point guard? No, but he's gonna have to be. Because yeah, Marcus Carr ain't it. No, Marcus Carr, with all, with all due respect, he's he's not it and he can't shoot. Uh but we've got a much deeper team this year than we did last year. I'll say that. And it's gonna take us a while to figure out the the first and second lines, but I, I do like the the fact that Sir Jabari, or we're going to call him Jabari because that's way too much. <laughs> but Jabari Rice has got a great uh, three-point shot. And the freshman, Ontario Morris, you know, five-star out of the Dallas area, I believe. Yeah. He actually showed up last night. Um, played great defense. The one shot he had, <clears throat> he, he nailed it. So it was promising. Um, and the Moody Center was, I'll give it like a B. It wasn't that. Yeah, I'll give uh, it a B too. It, it wasn't that. Uh, it it. It looks cool. They got some great uh, features to it. 
the shirts I kind of expected. Cool. I like the. Shirt. I kind of expected the student section to be a little bit bigger. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. I I I will say this from like this is a very gambling persona, especially with college basketball. I like the cameras. I like where the cameras are placed and how it, how the the players look on the court. Yeah, a good angle. Good angle. Great angle. Yeah, the, like the Kansas the, angle sucks. Yeah, the Duke, lighting is also Duke really angle, cool. The lighting's great. Duke angle terrible. Yep. Good. They angle. uh got a big opportunity next week with Gonzaga coming to town. I think I'm gonna go. So that, oh, um, you are. Oh, because that's on Wednesday, isn't it? Or Wednesday yeah, or Thursday. So yeah, I'll fly. Or I'll drive up Wednesday and go go to work the next day up there. So I'm Ooh, thinking that'll be go. fun. That'll be really yeah, fun. So I don't know. Good, good, good. First win, uh, promising, but a lot of uh, a lot of memories of a lot of bricked three points as well, three point yeah. shots. So hopefully they, they started off zero for five, didn't they? Maybe yeah, it was like six. eight to eight to eight to seven, and like with like eleven minutes left in the first <laughs> half, it was bad. Uh, and that was a uh, Texas basketball talk. Yeah, I think. It, it it's exciting to have a new stadium. Exciting to have some new faces. They've got to be able to create a way to get more students in there because I saw a video of the Tech first game tonight and it was amazing. Oh God! Yeah. So well, they got to find a way to get more students in there. All right, games of the week, real quick. Bama at Ole Miss, CBS two thirty. Ole Miss plus twelve. How does Bama respond after LSU? I don't want to say I called that game, but I called that game that they were going to lose. Uh, Ole Miss is can still go to the SEC championship game, which is absolutely crazy to say, but SEC West is kind of a big 12 esque this season and that everyone is eating everybody. Um, I, I don't, I kind of like Ole Miss in this game. 12 seems like a lot. I know it's not, it's a weird number, but 12 seems like a lot. And LSU's only lost to LSU. I mean, sorry. Ole Miss is only lost to LSU. I know LSU is going to have to lose two, but I think they still have, Someone else to play. Um, no, 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 no. LSU lost to Tennessee, so Ole Miss needs LSU to lose one game to Arkansas and or AM. No, 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 but that's that's ten, that's East versus West. It still counts as an SEC loss. No, but I don't, I think it's they've only technically LSU's undefeated in the SEC West. No, oh I'm my saying God. make what? No, like they have an SEC loss, but that's not against an SEC West team. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Yes, it does. You, you are. Oh my God! This is like one. You've got to get back from your honeymoon. That this is horrible. That for sure matters. No. Okay. Right now, Ole Miss has one loss. LSU has one loss. Right. Yes. LSU beat Ole Miss. Right. So LSU has the uh, head-to-head. Right. Tiebreaker. Correct. Yeah. So if Ole Miss beats Bama. And wins out, and LSU wins out. LSU goes right. So, I guess are you saying that if LSU loses a game, I'm saying that SEC? LSU would have to lose two games if Ole Miss won out. No, no, no. It's it's literally an SEC loss to the East or the West is the same. I don't know about that. Okay, well we're gonna agree to disagree on this one because that is. Do you remember the Big Twelve? We would lose, if you lose the Big Twelve North, it's still counted as a Big Twelve loss. Um, did it? Okay, shout out to Webb in the 80th minute here. Like, please call and correct both Stewart. Okay, and it might Marshall. have been the Big Twelve, but I think the SEC is different because they're always so big on the winning the SEC West. Like, you know. Okay, Webb, please text Stewart and myself at the same time and tell me who's right. 
Whatever. I like Ole Miss plus 12. Uh, K-State at also Baylor. Also, shout out to Webb. Shout out to Webb for shouting us out at his during his speech. That was quite oh, yeah. the uh, quite the moment. That was a good job, Webb. Uh, K-State at Baylor. Fox. Six o'clock. Baylor's minus two and a half. K-State showing some resilience, obviously, against us, but not sure if this offense is good enough to really to beat. I think Baylor's defense is pretty damn good. Uh, I, I don't really – I haven't watched – Baylor enough this season to truly get a grip on them. Yeah, but same. I I don't know. I the K State. If I feel like they they play up to their opponent, so maybe they can squeak this one out in Waco. But like, it's so annoying when Waco at night. You know, six o'clock is gonna be dark now. They're gonna be buzzing. Like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of, kind of like Baylor in this. Yeah, Baylor is kind of in this little two-loss group. Um, I think they take care of business and keep them keep their name in the hat for the Big Twelve Championship, and set. Hopefully, we'll set up that uh, after Thanksgiving game against us to be a little semifinal. Oh yeah, that, I didn't think about that. That would be a pretty fun to watch. Uh, uh, subtle right. but kind of good game, Washington and Oregon. Yeah, I know Oregon's a damn good team. They probably. Pretty good likely they could go to the playoff. Yeah, I I, I think Washington probably got the casual 25 just to kind of create a uh, – or to do exactly what I just did and, like, see my eye hit a two-ranked teams playing each other mm-hmm. type deal. <laughs> but uh, they just lost to somebody this past week, didn't they? Who? Uh, Washington. No, yeah, never mind. Yeah, no. They're on a three-game winning streak. They just beat Oregon State. So, yeah, um, yeah it'll be a fun game to watch at night. Wait, wait, we're playing at night. Classic. Unbelievable. All right. Who would have thought? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Wait. BTCU. Wait. See you, everybody, um, in Austin. Midwestern State beat uh, the Fighting John Cottons last weekend. Oh, God. How bad was it? I'm looking it up. But I know they I know they won because I checked it out on uh, Sunday. Yeah, they beat uh, West Te- – or, excuse me, Texas A&M Kingsville 41-37. to Wow. What a God, battle. Got to have it. Now we've got the number two Angelo State. I don't know what number yeah. two means. Angelo State's really good. They're a wagon. Um, so that's in Wichita Falls, but I, I don't think the team's making the playoffs this year. So this would be a great way to end the year. Curse of the shorts. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you all next week. Too. You know her birthday's the same as mine. When we first met, she'd never left Texas She was young and so confused She got caught up in the bright lights The whiskey pills and all those late nights And from the mountain where we were standing She fell so far that she could not see and I was angry when I woke up When I found out that we'd broken She packed her back, she was gone before the sun She left a letter on the table Said catch me if you're able But I'll be moving fast and I'm still hard to find So I won't call you and I won't follow Cause the truth is hard to swallow Said I'd pick you up but I only let you down I 
it from a friend You went back to Copas You always loved that ocean air I know that you know That I'm headed down that way Don't worry cause I won't come And it'd be strange for me to see you You know there's so much left unsaid Like I was angry when I woke up When I found out that we broke up She packed her bag, she was gone before the sun She left a letter on the table Said catch me if you're able But I'll be moving fast and I'm still hard to find So I won't call you and I won't follow Cause the truth is hard to swallow Said I'd pick you up but I only let you down I said I'd pick you up but I only let you down Wrote you a letter while in Corpus And it took everything I had Went down to the pier And looked out across that bay I took that letter Then I watched it burn away And I was angry when I woke up When I found out that we broke up She packed her back, she was gone before the sun She left the letter on the table Said catch me if you're able But I'll be moving fast and I'm still hard to find So I won't call you and I won't follow Cause the truth is hard to swallow Said I'd pick you up but I only let you down I said I'd pick you up but I only let you down